the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial. Money, investing, and more. Yesterday was an odd day. I started the day looking at the Fed basically saying we're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Later it kind of gets that different feel to it, and the market starts going the opposite direction. Is this the long-awaited correction? We start with that basic concept. The stock market's up 16%. We're heading into a long weekend. A lot going on. At its high, the S&P 500 was up 10% from its low on April 18th. At its high on Thursday, the Nikkei was up 21% from its low on April 18. At its high yesterday, the Dow Jones Transport Average was up 12% from its low on April 18. At its high yesterday, the Nasdaq was up 12%. The Russell 2000 was up 12%. Netflix had moved 47% in one month. Google was up 20% in one month. So the Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke... We got some release on some FOMC meeting minutes. And uh, there's a lot of analysis going on. Time for a correction? Let's hope so. This is a market that's trading largely based on low-cost money, not off fundamentals. If we're trading off fundamentals, we don't like the revenues. We need the employment growth to keep going under the low-cost money scenario so that the fundamentals could take over when the low-cost money scenario is taken off or tapered off the table. Japan got pummeled yesterday, today, depending on what you want to look at. So ifs and buts, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party would have. If, 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 if Ben Bernanke decides to start tapering, I don't think that's there. I think they're starting to throw out some trial balloons to see and to get people used to the concept. But I don't think they're going to taper in 2013 until the jobless numbers get considerably lower. 
the stock market not quite ready to handle. Baby, you're going to have to walk on your own. I'm not going to hold you anymore, baby. you got to walk on your own. The low-cost money is hand-holding. market's not quite ready for that. A lot of stocks are ripe for a sell-off. I'm good with it. I've been looking to pick up some stocks that have been sitting at 52-week highs, 52-week highs, 52-week highs, 52-week highs. Do I get a 5% correction? Uh, that would still be an aggressive move. If I get a 15% correction, it would be a lot more conservative. I'm not telling you where I am as far as conservative or aggressive. It really depends. You and I are different. Number of clients that range from conservative to aggressive, different. So there could be some downside. There could be some profit-taking. There will be some TV debate. There will be some headlines that are dramatic, which leads us to today's market numbers. S&P 500 is down 11. Dow is down 80. The Nasdaq's down one half of 1%. Surprisingly, a stock that was broken is starting to look a lot better relatively fast. Hewlett Packard, which is on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, great work. Great player in the world of PCs. Not so great in the world of enterprise like IBM. And that's the problem. They got fat. They lived off the PC. They loved Intel. They loved Windows. And today people love arm holding chips. People are printing less at home. So HP ran into some fundamental problems, and they ran into some balance sheet problems. The balance sheet's fixed. It's pretty pretty darn attractive. Company's got a PE that's not applicable at this point in time. It's trading at next year's PE of about six. We're not really expecting any growth out of HP until at least 2014. So HP today uh, up 13%, helping the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Otherwise, it would be a much uglier quarter. Meg Whitman is a a CEO that you may like her, you may hate her. She did a great job at eBay. Her run for governor was less than impressive. Her time in HP has been pretty honest and gut-wrenching, a lot of downsizing. For her to embrace arm holdings, for her to embrace Chrome notebooks, I think is really smart. And again, I'm not saying glorious. Please do not confuse that. Just being honest, that they had a pretty good quarter on earnings. Not on revenue, on earnings. JCPenney secured a $2.2 billion loan, $500 million more than the retailer expected to get. Wow, allergies. Thank you. Thank you. Tesla Motors has repaid their 2010 Energy Department loan, helping the Obama administration look smart. 
Solyndra helped the Obama administration look stupid. So Tesla's repaid $451 million. They wired that over to the government. I'd love to see that wire transaction. Just writing down the number $451 million would be fun. PetSmart reported first quarter profit of $0.98 cents a share, $0.02 cents above expectations. Revenue were in line. They raised their year outlook and projected sales growth of 3 to 4%. General Motors is pricing its Spark electric vehicle at $27,000. It's the lowest cost for an electric car. With a $7,500 federal tax credit also available for purchasers. The Spark will go on sale next month in California and Oregon. Merck has received the endorsement of the FDA panel for its experimental insomnia drug. Suvorexit. Reviewers and Merck have been disagreeing about the dosage. The panel repeated its view that the drug is just as effective and less dangerous at a lower dose than Merck had proposed. So those are the big stories that are out there today. Tonight we're going to get earnings from Ralph Lauren, a company I like enormously, Hormel Foods, Toro, Sears Holdings, Gap, Salesforce.com, Pandora, Williams-Sonoma. Plenty of for us to think about. So don't be shy today. Drop me an email if you want me to work with your email on the air today. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about today, we could talk about. Again, we could talk about the markets. We could talk about HP. There's plenty of stories out there. Hopefully you're enjoying this time of season and you have good plans this weekend, although fewer Americans are planning to travel. SP 500 is down 9, the Dow is down 58, the NASDAQ down 15. I love this country dearly. I can feel the Stocks are maintaining their losses after this morning's new home sales data from Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. I'm Charlie Pellet. Builders sold more new homes than projected in April as cheaper borrowing costs and job gains. That here, so we'll want to see if that's kind of a support level on a daily basis and try and look at things over the next couple of days and see how things react from yesterday's action. S&P 500 index now at 1640, down 40. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Not sure how I feel about this next story. Charles Ramsey, the guy who was involved in helping the women escape the Cleveland home abduction story. He's getting free burgers for life. Part of his, you know, 15 minutes, he mentioned that he was eating a Big Mac when he heard a woman scream. McDonald's said they'll be in touch, but local restaurants have stepped up and said, free burgers for life. There's actually like, I don't know, five or six, uh, probably 10 to 12 businesses that I can see 
in the Cleveland area and Pennsylvania area that have said, you know, free burger for you anytime you ever want to come in. Cute, but not going to make me jump up and down kind of story. Here's a story that I like and I don't like. I know you're saying, choose a side, black. Come on. Average U.S. 401k balance is top 80,000, up 75% since 2009. That's great. That's one of the reasons I believe in the stock market, is you have no other choice. To save for retirement, one of the best ways to do it is through your 401k, because you pay no federal taxes. So if your federal tax rate last year was 15 to 30%, you pay no federal taxes. You save money in your name. You're not counting on Social Security. Social Security will be supplementing your savings. 401k, 403b, 457, all very similar. So the average 401k retirement balance for workers in the United States hit a record of $80,900. That money is parked until retirement. A growth spurt of about 75% since the stock market's nadir in March 2009. Most of the recovery is clearly linked to the stock market. The broad S&P 500 index is up 145% in that period of time. The 401k recovery looks even better for workers 55 and older. The pre-retirement workers, they're in the last 10 years before they retire. They've seen their average balance is nearly double to 255000 Back in 2009 at a market low, the average balance was 130000 You can't retire in 255000 It's not enough money, but it's nice to see the numbers getting bigger. A small percentage of pre-retirees have not seen much of a rebound because they went to cash. They got fearful. The people that are fearful, oddly enough, have way less savings for the pre-retirees. Again, these are people who are 55 years old, roughly, and older. They went to cash, and their their balances are only 101000 So it didn't pay to go to cash. It didn't pay to get nervous. Mortgage rates rose for a third straight week. Freddie Mac reported today. 30-year fixed rate mortgage averages 3.59%. Up from last week from where it was 3.51%. The 15-year arm, 2.77%. 30-year fixed rate mortgage and about a quarter percentage point higher than it was three weeks ago. Refinance momentum should slow. Rates are nonetheless low. New home buyers are getting attractive rates. April new home sales up 2%. Sales of new U.S. homes edged up in April to the highest post-recession level. Pent-up demand, low interest rates, tight inventories of older homes, lifting demand for newer homes. It's nice to see newer homes are constructed. Constructed is... They play on commodities, it's play on paint, it's play on electricians and construction workers. They're a play on Ford trucks, they're a play on the economy, they're a play on their own mortgages. There's a uh, clothing retailer that you kind of have to be a teenager to get. It's called Brew 21. They're up 23% today. They've agreed to go private. That's a worst-case scenario nightmare for people who are shorting stocks or companies being taken private. 
March home prices were up roughly 1.3%, seasonally adjusted. Prices grew 6.7% in the first quarter, 2012 versus 2013. It's the seventh straight quarterly rise. Housing market stabilized in many areas, and home building activity has strengthened in recent quarters. So labor market weakness, still a pretty elevated foreclosure pipeline, stopping things from becoming more robust and speculative. But again, it's all about location, 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 because in some markets it is. Frothy. Ralph Lauren, stock that I very much so like. It's a brand that I really much so like. They said today that their profit rose to $127 million, up from $94 million. It's not clear if this met or missed expectations because there was charges involved in the quarter. Store closing in the greater China region is negative. Company's exit of American living. If you take a look at a chart of Ralph Lauren, and again, like I said, stock I very much like, brand I very much like, PE very expensive. Take a look at this chart. It's $181, and it's gone from 140 last year to 181. Recently hitting an all-time high. It's just a little bit off that now. Again, I'm not telling you to go out and buy the stock. I'm saying I like the stock over time. So I would need a pretty significant correction to say let's go for it, maybe down to 160. If you take a look back since 2000, the stock was a $20 stock. Five years later, it was a $40 stock. Five years after that, in 2010, it was an $80 stock. Three and a half years later, it's a $180 stock. So ever since it's been publicly traded, it's worked in every five-year period. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. I pride myself on that. I'm not spooked by these markets. I like a good correction, and we're not getting a good correction. Will we be by the end of the day? Long weekend coming up. I mean, my heart's not in this anymore. I don't know if yours is. I want good food in my belly. I want to lay around and watch some hockey this weekend, some baseball. S&P 500 down 9, the Dow's down 58, the NASDAQ down 15. This is Rob Black and your money. You can find me online at robblack.com. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. KDOW traffic. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. So I'm always intrigued watching the innovation out there. 
Google's homepage is starting to become very subtly a piece of art. They've got what are called doodles. Yesterday they launched one for Memorial Day. That doodle that they launched was created by a girl named Sabrina Brady, 12th grader in Wisconsin. Doodle for Google competition. Now, again, you remember as a kid, you know, you'd have competitions of soup labels and you'd get Apple computers for your school. So Google's doing the right thing. They're getting to people young. Her artwork recreates the moment her father returned after 18 months of deployment in, in Iraq. It's very sweet. Little black and white, little flag, little black and white. Re- kind of recognize. You'll see. Go to Google's homepage. And just know that I think the angle that I'm trying to push here is that corporations are branding pretty well. Even when we don't know the economy is great or is the company executing. This just out, new home sales rose 2.3%. That's nice to see. Huge revision to March as well. AAA says 34.8 million Americans are going to travel at least 50 miles from home over Memorial Day weekend. Gas prices are going to be the highest they've been in two years for Memorial Day. And renting a car and staying at a hotel, also more expensive than ever before. Right now we have the Dow down 57 points, the NASDAQ down 10, the SP 500 down 9. Welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. I want to do a topic today with you, Chad, if you don't mind, on bonds. Stocks means you own a little piece of that corporation. Bonds means it's an IOU. Mm-hmm. There's different types of bonds. There's government bonds. There's corporate bonds. There's municipal bonds. Um, there's foreign market bonds. There's berry bonds. There's floating rate bonds. There's a lot of bonds. Yeah. I bonds, zero coupon bonds. What do we need to know about bonds, in your opinion? Well, and that's that's a tough one because this is really the hardest area to manage right now, Rob. I mean, we're looking at historical low interest rates on bonds. We're looking at the Federal Reserve buying, you know, billions and trillions of dollars worth of bonds over the last couple of years. They were buying at the short end of the curve. Now they're going to be buying at the long end of the curve. So what you need to know about bonds, I think, first and foremost, is, is look at the holdings in your bond fund that you've been owning inside your 401ks because a lot of people own bonds for a nice little income, right? Right. And then for a cushion when the stock market drops. So the idea of having a balanced portfolio or bonds in it means that because bonds aren't doing as well as stocks and the stocks are rallying, they'll, they'll have a cushion for the downside, and in the long run, they win. But a lot of bond, bonds, because the yields are so low, they've been having to buy preferred stocks and, and stocks yielding up at the 3 and 4% range to keep their income high. So a lot of people are, are in bonds right now, bond funds that are becoming closet stock funds, and I don't think they might realize the overall risk that's there. So you know, it's something that you, you do have to peel gains from. So let's, let's look at the different types, right? right? You've got government. On the corporate side, you've got high-quality bonds, which are typically AAA or, well, let's see, AA rated and above, right? Right. Then you've got junk bonds and then convertible bonds. We bought a lot of convertible bonds and high-yield or junk bonds in 2009 in about May when right. they had dropped drastically. They were baby out with the bathwater. Then we had 20 or 30% returns on those funds. That's not normal. So when you get high returns on a certain area of bond funds, you really have to be careful about peeling off the growth. Um, also, you've got to look at big price jumps like tips, for example, have jumped drastically when we really don't have a lot of inflation yet. 
Um, so look for opportunities when, when things like tips or treasury inflation protected bonds, when they pull back 5 or 6%, that's when your buying opportunities typically are. Which, again, we grew up, Chad, you and I both grew up at the same era, and we thought bonds were for old people. I feel bad for old people right now because interest rates are so low that bonds really aren't necessarily for them mm-hmm. because the bonds don't have the yield that it used to. So seniors can't put their money in the bank. They can't get money on CDs. Too, too low of rates. They, mm-hmm. The bonds, they have to increase their risk profile. And you don't really want to necessarily increase your risk profile with bonds because bonds are considered a little bit you know, more consistent than stocks. Yeah, I mean, for the next couple of years, I can see why a 20- or 30-year-old don't just simply dividend-paying stocks instead of bonds. Because um, they can deal with the volatility. If the market has a big correction, they have time to either add more in after the correction or or save more in the long run. But older people, they can't really steer. You know, they have to stay the course. And and when you're older and you're close to retirement, you need three years worth of expenses in cash. I know your cash isn't earning anything, but don't put that cash to work in high risk bond funds. You've got to have three years' worth of your portfolio drawn cash and then a balanced portfolio. And make sure that the bond side of your balanced portfolio is diversified, uh, meaning you've got some governments, you've got some Ginnie Mays, a little bit of convertibles and corporates. But your duration, that's what you've got to pay attention to. You don't want bonds that are, that are really outside of the five- to seven-year range right now, in my opinion, because um, you know two years just aren't attractive. They don't give you much income. And going out longer than five to seven years in duration on bonds, the length of maturity, you're taking on too much long-term interest rate risk. I remember when I first got into the business, I, I, I was trying to study bonds and analyze bonds, and it's difficult. That's a totally different skill set than analyzing stocks. So I think it's, it's key, important, that seniors or wealthy people don't do their own bond work because it's not the same as stock work. It's, it's a different art. Yeah, you know, when interest rates are really high and heading down, that's the time where you can just kind of no-brainer buy bonds directly and hold them till maturity. When we're in situations like this where it's unclear in the next two years where rates will kind of head, yeah. um, it's really helpful to get a good no-load fund, uh, bond fund manager. I like that you trying to say bonds, buns. Buns, German buns. I think we're just hearing way too much about that yeah, in, in the news but I think in times like this where the, the clarity on where interest rates are moving, that's where having a bond manager is, is attractive. But I, I can tell you that if we go through a period where, let's say, by 2015 rates are high, right. and it looks like they're leveling out or coming down, I'm going to sell all my bond funds and buy individual bonds and hold them to maturity. I'm an individual bond kind of guy. Now, let's do one last topic on bonds. When we were growing up, there was a theory that you should take your age, 100 minus your age, and that's how much you should have in bonds. Or in stocks versus bonds. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And then and they changed it to like 120 minus your age. I think it's, it's garbage either way. Because what, what you're doing is when you're dollar cost averaging, what it makes sense is when you're adding to your portfolio every month because of your paycheck, right? Right. But in retirement, to reverse dollar cost average does not work. The reason why is because that means every month you're selling something when you withdraw your, your paycheck to live. You're selling something at a loss. Because if stocks are going up 7 out of 10 years, usually bonds can be, could be falling during that period of time, for example. So you're always selling something at a loss. So that's why you have to have safe money, a bond portfolio, a dividend-paying stock portfolio, and then your dividends and your bonds pay your safe money. Right. And then you rebalance and pull the gains off the table to uh, continue to keep your safe money at that three-year level. So you know, timing the market doesn't make a difference when you're younger. It does when you're older. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. He's a certified financial planner, and he's at newfocusfinancial.com. So we're looking at a market today that comes off of yesterday a big push and reversal. Push up and a reversal down. 
typically the start of a correction. S&P 500 is down 13. It's down roughly 8 tenths of 1%. The Dow is down 87. That's down one half of 1%. The Nasdaq is down 18. That's down one half of 1%. Underwater homes in the United States fell to 13 million in the first quarter from 15.7 million during the same period last year, according to new data. On a percentage basis, 25% of all homeowners with a mortgage have negative equity in the first quarter, down from 31% during the same period a year ago previous. A little tougher to sell your home if you're not going to break even on it. Some people feel uncomfortable selling a home that's upside down. Some people have a problem coming up with 10 to 20% down payment on a new home or an existing home. I don't want to say new home because I don't want to confuse you. So where will we be in 2014? Negative equity rate will probably be, it's expected to be around 23.5%, translating into about another million plus getting into positive equity. So one of the things that I like to do is, is live by a set of rules. Have mantras. Like, I'll say things like, I'm an investor, I'm not a speculator. But when I do trade, I never, ever, ever, under any circumstance, add to a losing position. It's trading when you're drunk. It'll lead to ruin. Count on it. Another rule. Never decide to buy a stock or sell a stock when you're drunk. Another rule. Try to be... A mercenary. Strength begets strength. You want to be on the winning side. You don't want to look at a stock because it's fallen 90% and say, well, now it looks perfect. So it's not a business of buying low and selling high. It's a business of buying high and selling higher if you're going to be a trader, not an investor. If you're an investor, you want to rebalance every year. Once, twice, three times, whatever you're comfortable with, where you're selling strength to buy weakness in your mutual funds. But if you're picking stocks and you're a trader, strength begets strength, weakness begets weakness. In a bull market, in a market that's moving up, you can only be long or neutral. It's tough to be short in a market that's moving higher. The markets move up higher seven out of ten years. It's pretty self evident but few people understand it. You can find me online, robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. YouTube me, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. Got a long Memorial Day weekend coming up. Volume should dry up. Take a break here. Talk to you soon. Interest. We're going through sequester. That's hit the economy hard. They're all blaming Congress for that. They want to see us get through that, see GDP start to go a little bit higher. That'll give them the sustained part of it. That'll help drive job growth. The S&P 500 index down 13 points. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
McDonald's in the news. They're looking to always be relevant. If you've ever been with a child under the age of six and you're on a road trip, that child under six can spot a McDonald's play structure a mile away. A mile away. Yellow and red. Something about those play structures the kid wants to get into. I don't get it. McDonald's has always had a focus on children. Now they're focusing on a little bit older, the millennials. They want to embrace the millennials. The millennials who would rather eat at Panera Bread or Chipotle. So they need to create craveable food. McDonald's needs to think like Taco Bell and come up with Doritos Locos Tacos. Maybe they need to come up with a Red Bull beverage. So they need to make their stores add quality. Particularly in urban areas, they need to look and feel more comfortable and less plasticky. When you go into a Panera, Starbucks, it's got that woodsy, folksy feel to it. They need to go that direction. ESPN layoffs are a big sign that the company is starting to see soaring costs of broadcast rights. But there's also a real story that people are cutting the cords. There is a real story there. I want you to know that. I don't want you to hide from it. I want you to feel good with it and comfortable. The cable companies are starting to see people, you know, say Netflix is a good enough option for me. Hulu, good enough option for me. Amazon Prime, good enough option for me. That's going to be a problem down the road. Have we seen the height of the ridiculousness of paying for sports? Probably not. When you see that, you know, $15.2 billion over 10 years for Monday Night Football, that was 73% higher than the previous deal. $7.3 billion for 12 years of new college football playoffs, 480% higher than what was previously done for BCS Bulls. $5.6 billion over eight years for Major League Baseball rights, 100% higher than the previous deal. So sports are getting more expensive to, get, to acquire the rights, but that's the only reason to have live TV. Otherwise, Hulu Plus would be more than fine because we could watch all of our stuff whenever we want to. $825 million for the U.S. Open tennis over 11 years. I'm stunned by that. I honestly don't think anyone in America cares about tennis. Yeah, you'll watch it if you're like, I don't know, if you've been kidnapped. <laughs> they give you an option of watching TV. But not much else. But that's 400% higher than the last time the U.S. Open went for sale. On top of it, NBC is now spending big bucks. English Premier League Soccer, which ESPN had some of the rights to, along with Fox Soccer. NBC just won three years for $250 million. Fox got the English language rights to the 2018 and 2022 World Cups for $425 million. Double what ESPN was paying. So ESPN, I'm not saying the beginning is, is near. I am saying that some problem scenarios are starting to develop. And ESPN is a cash cow. I'm telling you, it is a cash cow for uh, ABC's Disney. So, 
again, just pay attention. Sometimes things change, and I love Disney as a stock, but I'm paying attention. I'm not going to get caught flat-footed on this one, if you know what I'm saying. Disney's got a lot of properties. Disney's got HD. Disney's got... They've gone pretty successfully after Nickelodeon. So they're not going to get totally caught off guard. They've got theme parks, which a lot of technology is coming towards. So will Wall Street correct now that Nikkei had a big U-turn? Big U-turn. The Nikkei out of Japan had its biggest one-day drop since Fukushima, the nuclear meltdown. It would be as if the Dow drops a thousand points. Jobless claims data suggest the labor market strength today. China factory activity shrinks for the first time in seven months. Japan stocks diving as their bond yields are spiking. But wait, aren't their central bank? Isn't their central bank buying debt? Shouldn't that be enough? Gold's 17 points higher. Interesting. On the stronger dollar? That can't be. But it is. And Apple's, interestingly, in the news today on a positive level, higher on a day when the market's lower. It seems as if Apple's wins big when the stock market doesn't. I don't know. There's a lot to talk about. The new Samsung Galaxy S4 is the fastest-selling Android phone in history, which is a good start. Gwyneth Paltrow, actress, blogger, scene enthusiast. She gets $2 million for being the face of Hugo Boss, a new fragrance called Jour. Jour means day. She talked a little bit about it. She goes, you know, it's a great gig. You get paid a lot of money for doing a little bit of work, showing up a couple weekends here, a couple weekends there. She goes, i got two kids. I can't do the old, you know, three or four movies per year. Squeeze in a quick caller, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, I'm here. If that is your name, what's up? Hey, uh, Rob, I just, uh, I'm a 76-year-old, uh, independent, uh, do my own thing as far as investing. I was in the car with my daughter, and I just told her, I love to listen to Rob. He's kind of crazy, but um, I like the way he approaches things, and I particularly appreciate the fact that uh, you are very clear uh Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. You don't hide it under uh, things like, uh, I'm not a registered representative of so-and-so and and all that crap. So uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I love listening to you, and uh, that's what I wanted to say. You're very kind, Bernie. Um, Keep teaching your daughter about money. Thanks for the call. Have a good weekend. And it's a little early to celebrate the weekend, but heck, I'm already there. Find me online, robblack.com, YouTube, Rob Black Show. There's a place you can go for good crime. Good luck. State NMLS number 3030. The Expert Radio Network is proud to present Network. Good morning. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. Thursday, before Friday, before the long weekend. It's interesting. This is one of those, 
Yesterday we had a market that kind of saw the flippy floppy of Ben Bernanke on he's going to leave low rates, but he's going to consider tapering off. He may not taper off, which is fine. It harkens back to the day when Greenspan would you know, start the morning in one mood and finish in the other. I don't think the Fed's going anywhere anytime soon as far as rates go. Should we start getting ready? Yeah. Because this is a market right now that is dominated by low-cost money. Whether it's your mortgage or whether it's companies like Apple issuing record level of bonds, low-cost money is helping our economy. We're not yet ready for lack of training wheels or hand-holding from the Federal Reserve. But we need to start thinking about it. Yesterday was a big reversal day. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Hey, for a variety of reasons. SP 500 down 8, Dow down 32, NASDAQ down 10. Shot me a little early on the bell, but that's okay. So, why am I okay? Because the SP 500 is up 10% in a month. It needs, it's a sprint. You need to take some time off. The Nikkei got murdered today down 7%. But it's up 21% in a month. Transportation's up 12% in a month. NASDAQ Composite up 12% in a month. Russell 2000 up 12% in a month. Netflix and Google. Netflix up almost 50%. Google up almost 20%. And these are big companies. Google is. So there's a lot of over-analysis. There's a lot of ifs and buts and candy and nuts. If this happens, but... So are we due for a sell-off? Sure. You know, exit of fast money positions, books and profits, no doubt. I don't think we're in for a prolonged slump. I think we have upside for the year. I think we've had a great year up 16%. You can't ask for anything more. You can ask, but you don't deserve it. Mortgage rates are rising for the third straight week, telling you that things are getting better in the U.S. economy. Nonetheless, low affordability is a problem in the United States. But the low rates have helped as far as affordability goes. Rue 21, publicly traded company, is going to go private. 21 23% premium to where it closed yesterday. The buyout news trumps the news that the company's preliminary first quarter profit New home sales for the month of April up. It's nice to see. Near record low interest rates are supporting housing affordability on the new homes. It's all about location, location, location. And are you chasing performance or not? Manufacturing data signals weakness in the United States. Manufacturing data signals weakness in China. The United States is all about the second half of the year. Based on first-time unemployment claims... We should continue to be moving in the right direction of adding jobs in the United States. AAA says 34.8 million Americans can travel at least 50 miles from home on Memorial Day weekend. That's a little bit of a problem because gas prices are going to be the highest in two years. It's going to cost more to rent a car or stay at a hotel over the holiday weekend as well. Underwater homeowners, back to homeowners, fell 
basically from 31% this time last year down to 25% this time. Expect it to make a little bit more work. J-Lo's in the news. Who doesn't love J-Lo? Kids love J-Lo. Oh, it's Jello. Oh, yeah, I hate Jennifer Lopez. But she's got a company called Viva Mobile, and they're working with Verizon to launch a chain of cell phone stores targeted at the Latino population. She said, quote, as Latinos, we do things differently, including how we shop for wireless devices. The American Latino community is growing incredibly rapidly. And carriers are looking to get in on that trend. I don't blame them. I get it. There was a point in time where Univision was a great story on network because there's so little program dedicated to the Latino population in the United States. And it's growing. On my Facebook group page, I got a post from someone who... uh, Facebook group page, uh, I Hate Rob Black, or Facebook fan page, is tied towards uh, Cron 4 Rob Black. But the people that I hate are the people that try to get wealthy by hurting you. One guy wrote, I wrote you back a while ago about a company called Neurostorm. They're trying to find a cure or even a way to slow the progression of ALS. Basically says you should buy them before the train leaves the station. I love that. I'm okay, dude. I don't need your financial tips. Don't eat them in any way, shape, or form. If you want to pump a stock that's a buck fifty, fine. Don't do it on my airwaves. If you want to sell fear of missing a train, fine. Just don't do it on my airwaves. So a lot of economic data today from oh, new home sales, housing price index, natural gas inventories, initial claims. We're kind of late in the earnings season. Asia had a big sell-off this morning with Japan down 7.3%. Their 10-year yields spiked 16 basis points to just slightly over 1%. It's supposed to be going the other direction because they're doing a massive quantitative easing. Ultimately, they may not have the tax money to pay back and to service that 1%. That's important if you have to be able to service it. For the United States to be issuing the debt that we're doing, it has to be serviced. That's Again, you just keep coming back to that concept, and it is what it is. HP had a remarkably clean quarter. Not good fundamentally. Good cash flow-wise. Good at saying, you know, we're addressing some of the problems slowly. So, they're in the news. They're moving higher today. One analyst puts a $25 price target on it. Oftentimes I say you have to love and hate stocks. HP at 40, awful. HP at 15 to 20, pretty attractive. So you have to make your determination. I'm not going to do it for you. You wouldn't want me to do it for you, I assume. 
Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't be shy. I'd love to hear from you. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Find me online, Rob, at robblack.com. Or email me, Rob, at robblack.com. Find me online at robblack.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. I do some pretty good work that's out there on television. You can find it at my various sites: YouTube, Rob Black Show; Twitter, Rob Black Show; Facebook, Cron for Rob Black, or Facebook, I hate Rob Black. Um, you can interact with me. I dig the interaction. One thing I can't do is give specific stock advice via email. So if you want to call the show, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Just, it, advice isn't appropriate via email. There's too much that you don't know about each other, and you, don't, you can't hide behind disclosures this easily. And you need to disclose some things. Um, I want to ask you when you're asking about a stock, how much you got saved for retirement? Is this speculative or is this you know, conservative? How are you doing in your 401k? All very important things to note and to notice. Let's take a look at the market numbers. We've got the SP 500 down 5, the Dow's down 14, the NASDAQ down 5. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him and his financial planning firm at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. They say that corporations are living beings, and that's why I don't really trust earnings season because as a living being, as a human, I, I kind of know that I manage my taxes. I kind of like massage it. That yeah, let's run it through the program one more time and see if I can get more money. With that said, let's not get caught by the IRS. <laughs> what are some of the flags that the IRS might see? Well, so what are some of the flags that cause your return to be highlighted for a potential audit? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, this, the simple one nowadays is making too much money. So your chance of being audited for most of America is pretty low. It's 1.11%. But as soon as you hit 200000 or more in income, that quadruples. It's about 4%. So if you make that much, there's a 25% chance that you're going to get audited. So if you're making over $200,000, probably going to get audited now in the next four years. Okay. And if you're $1 million or more, you know, it, it's a real high likelihood in the next two years you're probably going to get audited, especially based on new tax laws that were passed, making sure people are compliant. So that's, that's one. Another big one is... Um, especially for people that contract, they do a lot of contract work yeah. or they work for somebody with a W-2 and then um, they do some contract work and they may lose the 1099, but the IRS gets a copy of it. Don't think that you're the only one that gets a copy of that 1099. So failing to report all of your taxable income, your 1099s from your brokerage firm, from your bank accounts, um, W-2s, all of that stuff. So as soon as you do something where you forget to report a little amount, maybe it's $1,000, oh. that's a red flag for an audit. 
Because they say, we received 11 out of 12. We received 12 documents, you submitted 11. Ding, 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 ding. It's pretty easy math to catch someone. Yeah, because then they assume that you've consistently been lying, and they're going to go back and look at even more returns. Yeah. Put you under the microscope. You remember I dated an IRS agent in college, right? Yeah, how did that end up for you? Not so good. Yeah. Got a couple audits. <laughs> So charitable deductions is another big one because laws have kind of changed over the last couple of years and people used to kind of inflate their drop-offs at Goodwill or whatever that may be. There's a Form 8283 for donations that you make over $500. So as soon as you file that, your chances of an audit increase. So that's unfortunate. You, you know, if you do give more and you're legitimately giving more, yeah. you're filing that form, it actually is a bit of a red flag. So people that do that, if you make higher income, if you do a lot of charitable giving, you have stock options and, and contract work. Remember, if you get audited, it's the CPA that represents you in front of the IRS agent, and they know how to do that meeting. Let you me, don't. Let me show you how most audits start. You submitted 2009 taxes that said you owed this. We see that you actually owe two times that. It starts with a letter. Right. It doesn't start with them coming to your door, knocking on it, Mr. Black, we're here to seize your property. It starts with, we disagree. There's a deficiency, so you're guilty until proven innocent, so prove that you're innocent. Right. And if you can't prove you're innocent, we eventually will levy your accounts. <laughs> so um, it's you know it's something that you want to get on top of right away because any deficiencies, if they're true deficiencies, have really, really high interest rates and penalties that really add up. It's really tough to go bankrupt against the IRS. Absolutely. It stays on your record a long time, too. And they'll take a little $50 payment here or there, but they want their payments. Yeah. You know, another big one is people that claim the home office deduction. <laughs> this gets really, really messy. I did that when people I was like talk 22. about Yeah, it's, it's such a – it's not worth the hassle. No. I'm telling you right now, it's not worth the hassle um, in terms of, you know, people try to write off all of their, you know, a huge amount of their rent or taxes or utilities and phone bills for their home office deduction. Cable modem. I used to write off that cable modem every year, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it this year. <laughs> so and it's supposed to be exclusive use. So, you know, that that's the issue right there. So you're, you're doing a lot of home office deductions. Get ready for that audit in the next four years. Anything else that we need to know? We've got about a minute left. Gosh, you, you know, people claiming a lot of rental losses or claiming they're active in real estate so they don't – there's, there's you know, $25,000 allowance, but people try to get more than that if they say they're active. Um, deducting business meals, if you have a huge amount there, that's going to get audited more than likely. Claiming 100% use of a vehicle as business, nobody uses, you know, unless you're getting the corporate car yeah. and you have your own separate cars for personal use, that doesn't typically happen. And a big one, Rob, is people that try to start a business and it loses money for more than three years. And really what it is is a hobby. Maybe it's, you know, selling candles or whatever it may be. Herbalife. <laughs> as soon as you use that as a business and then you've lost money for more than three years in a row, the IRS is going to start looking at it as a, ho as a hobby, and you're going to put yourself under the We know a guy spotlight. whose wife sells Brazilian jewelry, or something like rainforest jewelry, mm -hmm. and it ain't ever going to make money. It's, just, <laughs> it's a hobby to keep his wife from nagging him. <laughs> Don't comment on that one, but uh, a cash business that does it, failing to report foreign bank accounts is a real big issue these days for people. So if you're doing anything in you know Mexico, that's got to be reported. Um and currency transactions, and you know, if you if if you look at your return and you take higher than average deductions than most people in your area, that's a red flag. So those people that do that, they really need to have a good CPA on their side to do the tax returns. You know, I wouldn't use TurboTax; I'd use a professional. Yeah, if you, uh, professionals can cost you twenty five hundred to four thousand dollars, though. Well, that's a high end return, but yeah, yeah, it's for the average self employed, it probably won't be that much, but. 
it's it's worth having a good enrolled agent or CPA. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. He is friends with the IRS. <laughs> friends <laughs> with the IRS. CFP Chad Burton. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about. We can talk about Apple's smartwatch. Now one analyst says it's not going to come until late 2014. MacRumor's website is reporting that today. Previous reports said that it would be by the end of this year. Um, Apple may not have adequate resources to develop towards the iWatch at this point in time because its iOS would require big changes to the iPhone and iPad. Mass production of the iWatch is likely to begin second half 2014, not second half 2013. I don't know if that's disappointing or not. It's cute. You can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. Call the show 800-516-1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. This market started off not the best today. I think that's fair to say. This is a market that I feel very comfortable with. Feds Williams, Federal Reserve Governor Williams, today is saying a tapering could be followed by adjustment back higher. So they're floating this this idea, like, get used to it, market, because at some point in time, as we see employment improve, we're going to go a different direction. A company called HIMAX, sticker symbol HIMX, is being rumored or reported to be the supply of Glass, the consumer version of Google Glass. Other notes of today, Hewlett-Packard had a mixed second quarter, but guided above consensus, and that's moving the stock higher. I'm a little bit shocked. I'll be quite honest with you that Asia looked rough. Yesterday, our markets had a big key reversal. So I'm a little bit shocked at how well the markets are doing today. But again, that just goes to show you why I'm not a gambling man. The Nasdaq's down 7, that's down one fifth of 1%. Dow's down 13, that's down fractions. S&P 500 sound 6. Dow's being benefited from HP. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. Let's go to Brett. Go ahead, Brett. Hey, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. A couple quick questions. Uh, first question. So I, for investment term, let's say medium term horizon, um, 
as I understand, second half of an economic recovery, uh, things like oil and industrial go up, and then also um, natural gas prices pretty low. So I have a bunch of natural gas. So my question for you, uh, first one is, seeing as how there's so much uh, stimulus, whether you think uh, for oil, industrials, and natural gas, those will go up uh, because of the second half of the economic recovery as normal, or they're overinflated, so they're actually going to go down if the Fed pulls a stimulus. Sounds to me like you have an opinion. Don't you uh, think? Not really. You <laughs> <laughs> just told me exactly what you think. And you gave both sides of it. I, I guess I'm looking for your, your opinion on that. Yeah, first and foremost, I don't like natural gas. So I'm not even going to talk about that. I like oil. They make billions of dollars. Um, natural gas is a play on fracking. Uh, pipelines are a play on natural gas. We're going to need energy regardless of, of how you look at it. Right now, solar is getting a lot of play, um, which may take some dollars away from both natural gas and oil. Uh, depending on what oil company you're talking about, uh, I'm a big fan for the long-term patient investor. Not really geared off second half of this year for industrials and or um, commodities. To me, the play on the second half of this year is financials. They have a massive way to go. Um, and to me, maybe something along the lines of autos, improving economy, um, select retail, improving economy, um, select retail tied towards the home in particular, the like Home Depot, uh, I'm looking for tech, massive underperformer to be a better performer in the second half of this year. Thanks for your call. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Um, sometimes I think people already have the answer they're looking for. I know that sounds odd, but I don't think he's really looking for me to... Um, angle something differently, you know, cyclical versus non-cyclical, second half, I keep saying on a regular basis, I'm not really all that focused on the short term, it's impossible to be focused on the short term, if you're worried about the world, get more small cap, mid cap, based in the United States, if you see it as inevitable that people are going to eat food worldwide, Maybe you go after a food play. Corporations in America aren't stupid, but the story of cheap money has hurt banks. There's not enough spread in the, in the yields for them to make much money. If the Federal Reserve starts tapering, it would be based on the premise that job growth is better than expected. Or job growth is there. That's good news for consumption. Consuming of tech products, a lot of back end of the year announcements, of which, for the record, I want to stop and, and mention this because I haven't really talked much about it. Xbox One, you know, the, the Xbox 360, they thought it was going to be called Xbox Infinity, Xbox 720. The Xbox One is what it's going to be called, has a chance of replacing your cable box. Xbox is, Microsoft spent an enormous amount of money on R&D. So their Xbox One, probably be about 500 bucks. It's going to have a Blu-ray player. 
you're going to be able to talk to it. You're going to be able to say Xbox On. You're going to be able to say ESPN Guide, Sports Guide. How well does it work? It's That's going to be the, the, the damnation part of it. There's a leap of faith that the average consumer will say, this is the TV of the future. Um, Microsoft, if they beat Apple to the TV product, and Apple's got a cute TV product, but not voice-dominated at this point in time. We want to be able to kind of talk to our TV. We kind of want a great remote, though, as well. Talking to your TV is kind of odd, but Microsoft's Xbox One has got some pretty good features. It's got Skype built in. It's got a camera built in. Some video calls via the TV sooner rather than later. Some technology that we've been looking for to say, like, ooh, I want that. So last hour I talked a little bit about trading and having guidelines. I want to talk a little bit more about that. Do you day trade? Do you invest? Do you max out your 401k? When you trade, you have to have a different set of rules than when you invest. When I invest, I love a down market. When I trade, down markets don't work for me. I'm out. You know, one of the rules that I have out there is cockroach theory. There's just never one cockroach. They don't work that way. So when there's problems with a company, it's usually going to be more problems arising versus just that first one. They seem to, seem to have a way of steamrolling. If you look at the problems with Apple stock in the last six months... It's been a long time since we've seen cool product. Another cockroach came out that Samsung has cool product. Another cockroach comes out that Microsoft's got the Xbox One. One of the areas that people expect Apple to be aggressive in is the television. Another rule on investing is fair market corrections are, are a lot more violent than bull market corrections. We've had a, a January or November, December, January, February, March, April, where the markets marched higher. We've also had a market march higher from you know, March 2009. On a month to month, there will be pauses and reflections. But bear market corrections, when it, when it gets violent, it gets violent fast. Bull market move-ups, they kind of put you to sleep with dullness. If you've learned that you're good at trading tech stocks and you're not so good at trading biotech stocks, stop buying biotech stocks. Do more of the things that you're good at. I'm not good at buying small medical companies. I love the stories. I'm a sucker for romance. Um, It doesn't hurt to look at a chart. Keep in mind, I do the opposite trading than I do investing. Trading, I want more of my winners. Investing, I want to balance out areas that have underperformed. I'm not telling you to go out and be a trader. I'm saying if you do, have some rules. One of the ways I like to talk about looking at charts is I'm not doing head and shoulders. I'm not doing Fibonacci retracements 
a lot of that's a bunch of crap. You could have two different technicians look at the same chart and, and come up with different answers. A lot of that is done on television to make you look stupid, to make you feel stupid, and you want to work with me. Um, so it doesn't hurt to look at a chart. A chart will show me, how did the stock do on 9-11? How did the stock do on the day the children were massacred in Newton? That doesn't mean anything if you're GE. It means something if you're a, a weapons company. So try to look at events inside your sector of the company that you're following. You know, Dodd-Frank and financials. You get the idea. Um, automotive and unemployment numbers. Keep in mind, markets can remain illogical for a very, very, very long time, both up and down. So you need to be able to make sure that you can stay solvent. I've seen way too many people miss the upside of this market because they were too too in love with the fact they're looking at fundamentals. They're not looking at low-cost money. So try not to get too... That doesn't make sense to me why the market's going higher. Markets go higher 7 out of 10 years. There's always a boogeyman to look for and to see. We'll take a break here. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area updated by United Way and the Ad Council. 8 one Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Some stocks that are hitting 52-week highs, Boeing, Chrysler, Hewlett-Packard, Jamba Juice, SeaTech. Seagate, excuse me. Triquint Semiconductor, Western Digital. Some stocks in 52-week lows. Nothing really jumps out on this list that, that shocks me. It's really not even worth mentioning. Maybe Rackspace. ETFs that are trading near 52-week highs, none. Treasury inflation protected security as far as ETF hits a 52-week low. No one's really expecting a lot of inflation I want you to become a better investor I want you to feel real comfortable investing I want most people to stick with 401ks 403bs 457s I think a lot of people get in way over their heads picking individual stocks without having a CFA home builders there's ETFs ITB, XHB, U.S. retailers, ticker symbol XRT. Solar power stocks, ticker symbol TAN, as far as exchange rate of fund go, all outperforming today. Biotech is as well. Biotech's got three notable exchange rate funds, XBI, BBH, and IBB. So Hewlett-Packard, a dog... As far as fundamentals go, 
Hewlett Packard, as far as managing their cash flow, pretty good. As far as cutting their fundamentals and making them look better, pretty good. As far as firing the right number of people, pretty good. Now, you don't invest in a company that's getting smaller unless you're confident that at some point in time it's going to be able to put some of this behind it. Keep in mind, one of the things I just told you is new home sales rose 2.3% this year, and I gave you a list of the home builders because of huge upward revision to the March. That's why that's outperforming today. China, to me, it's ludicrous to buy an individual Chinese stock. It's based in China. It's ludicrous. Can you do well? Absolutely. Do you know what you're actually doing? Probably not. Are you more lucky than good? Probably. Natural gas inventory showed a build of about 89 uh, billion cubic feet. Expectations were for build of about 91 to 92 billion cubic feet. So natural gas futures spiked to the highest level of the day on that. I tend not to want you to invest that way, so I tend not to talk a lot about it. Pandora Media showing some relative strength. Stock has broken out from its $17 level. What does breaking out mean? To me, it shows you an area where some new money's coming in. When a company breaks down, it shows you that like the, people are saying, like, wow, if stock goes under 15, like, oh, I didn't think it was going to go under 15. I'm going to sell 14. I'm going to sell 13. I'm going to sell 12. Other stories of note, Apple in positive territory today when the market's not. Gold in positive territory when the market's not. Facebook's bucking an overall trend as well, being positive. So when there's fear in Japan, there's strength in commodities. When there's fear, that typically makes opportunity somewhere. LinkedIn. Interesting company to study. I think their corporate strategy is great. I think their competitive position is fantastic. They're kind of like a Facebook for employees. They've got a great long-term outlook because that's business that's not going to go away. Friend just graduated with a degree in museum studies. Now is the time to start your LinkedIn relationships and get aggressive at it. Networking is the biggest regret I have is that I don't like networking. I didn't like it so much that I didn't do it in my 20s. And I really missed an opportunity to build a base of people that could take me higher. Every time I was at CNBC or Bloomberg Television or Fox Television, I should have said, hey, you got a card? I should have stayed in touch with those people. If I want a job in media on a national level, I should have done it. Didn't it? It's the biggest regret I have. Visa names Ryan McInerney as president of Visa. He jumps from J.P. Morgan Chase, where he was the CEO of Consumer Banking. If you 
your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can always find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Chipotle Mexican Grill and Panera Bread. Starbucks and Pete's have all done very well in the sense that they're getting people to see their brand as more luxurious than a Burger King or a Wendy's or a McDonald's, but not too luxurious that the average person is intimidated by it. Hopefully you have something great planned for the weekend. It is Memorial Day weekend, so tomorrow's action, I'll be on, I'll be on the air. But tomorrow's action is likely to be very, very light volume, which you can't put a lot of value in. New IPO this morning, Channel Advisor. They're out there. They provide software that helps customers manage the product and sales across hundreds of online channels. Well, let's take a break here. Reconvening down the road. Find out more about seminars at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Follow my YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. 3359 AT&T. Rethink possible. Limited time offer. Free phone on new activations only. Requires to your commitment to eligible plans plus activation of AT&T enhanced switch to talk service. People think. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 